coming up on Golf Today, once again, the Hero World Challenge is the stage and Tiger Woods is the star. A day before his return to competition, we'll take you to Albany for highlights of his pro-am and a live report from Todd Lewis. Plus, meet the new boss. Same as the old boss, Luke Donald, tapped to be European Ryder Cup captain again, this time at Bethpage Black in New York in 2025. Luke trying to go 2-0 will join us coming up on Golf Today. Golf Today. How good is this for golf fans? We're just a day away from the return of Tiger Woods to professional golf as he tees it up in the Hero World Challenge. You can catch first round coverage tomorrow at 1230 Eastern Time right here on Golf Channel and can stream it on Peacock as well. Hey there, welcome into Golf Today. George Savarikas hanging with Damon Hack. Let's welcome in Todd Lewis from Albany. Todd, you've been following Tiger since his opening tee shot. What have you seen from him today? Mm -hmm. Well, whenever Tiger makes a comeback on the world stage, there are two things you need to look at, his swing and how his body looks. Let's first talk about his golf swing. I followed him today, and he's got a brand-new driver in his bag, and I have to tell you, he was hitting the driver really well. Nice little cut, a controlled swing. It seemed fairly effortless, and if you look at Tiger's swing, and we talked about this yesterday, He's very, very strong in his core now because he can't really push off his right leg as much after that car accident. And so he's gaining more speed from his core. But again, in control, finding a lot of fairways with the driver. So that was a real positive for Tiger Woods. Around the greens, Damon talked about how tight and thin the lies are around these greens here at Albany. He did have a few issues, but he won't be the only one this week because of these tight lies. So chipping was okay at best. His iron play was pretty good. Um, he did record a birdie on the par five third, couple of bogeys, but it was a really loose day. He was playing with the guys uh, who represent Hero, the title sponsor here. So as for his game, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, I feel like he's ready to go into competition starting on Thursday. As for his body, when you watch him this week, and we have seen this now for a couple of years, he still has a pretty noticeable limp. And I spoke with him about his body and his recovery, and he said, after this ankle fusion surgery that he had, that his ankle is pretty much pain-free, but he still has those nagging issues with his back and his hip, and that still aggravates him. But he said the recovery is better after playing a round of golf. But like you guys talked about, he was scheduled to play 18 holes today. It was predetermined. Before he teed off, he was only going to play nine. It was not because of any physical issue with him. He just wanted to save his energy and his body for all 72 holes of the Hero World Challenge. He did go inside, and he had lunch with the amateur partners, and, yes, he picked up the tab. <laughs> no doubt, Tilu. Often when Tiger Woods plays golf, it's a circus atmosphere. A hoopla ensues. What was the atmosphere like out there today? Well, this is an interesting spot here at Albany in the Bahamas for the Hero World Challenge. And it's not like a regular PGA Tour event when you can expect 20, 30, maybe 40,000 fans to show up when Tiger Woods is playing. This is a kind of a limited access event. Uh, so you're not going to have huge crowds. But from the folks that are on the grounds, they are obviously excited that Tiger Woods is making his comeback here at the Hero World Challenge. I think more 
internationally. There are going to be a lot of eyes that are going to be watching Tiger in his opening tee round, or his opening round rather, when he hits the first tee tomorrow and obviously through the rest of competition. There is that energy, that buzz in regards to what Tiger will look like because Tiger is using this event to measure how his body and his game holds up for 72 holes to determine whether or not he can play quite a bit in 2024. He said yesterday in his press conference that it's a realistic possibility that he could play a tournament a month. Now, he's not going to play 12 tournaments next year, but if you look at him starting in February at his tournament, the Genesis Invitational, he could play that tournament. He could play the players in March and April, of course, the Masters, May, the PGA Championship, in June, the U.S. Open, and in July, the Open Championship. So this is a big week for Tiger Woods fans and a big week for Tiger as he measures himself heading into 2024. Todd Lewis with an early peek at the 15-time major champ. More from T. Lou this afternoon on Golf Central, 4 p.m. Eastern time. What do you think? Nine holes from the tournament host. I mean, it's hard to get a glimpse in a pro-am, and it, they can be so deceiving on what you see in that small sample size where you could see a guy who looks terrible in a pro-am and then the next day shoots 64, or a guy who's flushing it, and then the next day the, the putter's ice cold. Uh, I, I think if we're trying to determine what makes – this week, a positive start for Tiger. For me to get really excited, like best case scenario, it would be Tiger flirting with the top 10 finish. If he's, say, top 12, yeah. and we see some speed off the tee and he can make it through 72 holes this week, then I think, okay, Tiger can potentially chart out his schedule, like he's saying, best case scenario. Um, and if he doesn't have any setbacks leading to the PNC championship, then I think it's a, a win for Tiger, a win for golf fans. Yeah. What about you? I don't, I don't need to see a top 10 this week. I, I probably need to see 72 holes from Tiger Woods. His body is so fragile, put back together. It's been uh, an arduous task just making it to the Hero World Challenge. He wants to play in the PNC, obviously, with his son Charlie as well. He said the, the once-a-month you know, scenario is a best case scenario and there's so many kind of points that he has to meet like okay it's the pro-am day and then it's going to be round one and then round two and then it's can he play you know you know on a hillier golf course this is the, an ideal place wide fairways yeah. warm conditions temperature 79 today in Nassau the Bahamas is going to be about 81 82 for the rest of the week so this is kind of a, a perfect spot for him but it's just the tippy tippy top of the beginning for him yesterday was about as optimistic as I've heard Tiger in quite some time about his body yeah. and he was kind of downplaying his game but now now we need to see okay mm. what's what's the body of work these first 72 holes does what we see inside the ropes match up with how positively he was talking about his body reacting yeah. to the last surgery. We can all watch that body of work. It'll be a lot of fun to watch Tiger Woods at the Hero World Challenge. Here's how you can watch all the action starting Thursday and Friday. Coverage now begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel and Peacock. A little bonus coverage of Tiger Woods. Third round coverage starts on Golf Channel that heads to NBC. And on Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, final round coverage starts on Golf Channel, continues on NBC and all four rounds are streaming on Peacock. Now yesterday in his press conference Tiger was asked about many different topics including the Ryder Cup captaincy in 2025. Right now there's there's too much at stake with our tour to think about a, a Ryder Cup right now. We have to get this done and we have to be focused on on this for our, right now. Um, the Ryder Cup can take a, a, a beat. Um, that the players and everyone involved um, understand that this is uh, an issue we need to focus on. It's a little 
surprised with Tiger's response there. Tiger isn't thinking about the Ryder Cup right now, but big news for Team Europe. They announced today Luke Donald will lead the victorious European side in Rome over to the States. He will return as captain for Team Europe in 2025 at Beth Page Black in New York, and he will become Europe's first repeat captain since Bernard Gallagher performed the role three consecutive Ryder Cups in 91, 93, and 95 as a player. Luke appeared in four Ryder Cups, went 10-4-1. Most recently as a player, was part of that miracle at the Dyna team in 2012. As a captain, led the Europeans to that 16.5 to 11.5 victory in the 44th Ryder Cup. Now we have Luke Donald joining us here on Golf Today. Luke, you're running it back once again as captain for the European side. Why was this the right fit for you and Team Europe? Well, thanks, George. Um, you know, obviously, I had uh, an amazing time uh, in Rome, 14 months uh, of the captaincy. It was very rewarding. I enjoyed the journey, obviously, uh, listening to the guys uh, when we lifted the trophy on Sunday, charting two more years was a motivating factor for me, obviously. Um, very gratifying, very humbling to hear them do that. But uh, you know, I, again, I, I think this is a great opportunity, and um, you know, these opportunities don't come around very often. And to have a chance to to be only the second European captain to go back to back uh, is uh, winning back to back is is pretty tempting and pretty special to me. Luke, uh, congratulations! How quickly did this process begin in earnest after Rome? Was it on that rollicking party bus on Sunday night, for example? Well, as I said, you know, it was nice to hear the guys, you know, Phil, uh, you know, um, validate me as captain and, and want me to come back. And, um, you know, that, that was obviously talked about a little bit on Sunday. We were just trying to enjoy the moment more than anything, enjoy the party. But, no, I sat down with uh, Ryder Cup Europe a, a few weeks ago and just discussed the possibility of coming back. And, you know, I'm glad that uh, they were in favor as well. And so uh, excited to uh, be at the helm again. And, a different challenge uh, winning away uh, in New York will, will, will be will not, will not be easy. Um, but uh, I'm excited about uh, getting stuck in again over this next, what, 22 months or so. Touching on that different challenge, I feel like winning a road rider cup, one of the hardest things to do in any type of team sport, let alone professional golf, since 2000, it's only happened twice. You were part of those two European teams that won on U.S. soil in 2004 and the miracle at Medina in 2012. How different will it be as captain in, from Rome to what you're going to see at Beth Page Black in New York? Well, I think it is going to be different, George. Um, obviously, I'd love to take the culture we created uh, in Rome. You know, I felt like we were a very close-knit group. Uh, we were, we were looking, we were, we enjoyed playing for each other. We had each other's backs, and certainly, you need that uh, in a Ryder Cup. We certainly do from, from a European side, anyway. And um, you know. But it's, it's, it's a different challenge, so we're going to have to have different approaches. So uh, I'm glad I have 22 months to, to kind of work on it. And uh, yeah, we'll, be, we'll, de we'll be definitely ready when it comes to New York uh, in September of 25. Luke, I believe you made your U.S. Open debut at Bethpage in 2002. You also played there in 2009. What do you remember about the golf course and maybe more importantly, the people? 
Yeah, obviously, you know, New Yorkers, uh, uh, they love their sport. They're very boisterous, very, very loud. And, uh, you know, they're fun to play in front of, to be honest. Um, I, I actually, 2002, I was playing with Bernard Langer, um, my, my old captain from 2004. And we uh, uh, on the fifth hole and I hold a long putt. And that was the first time I'd actually heard the Luke chant. So that's where it originated. <laughs> Uh, and Beth Page uh, from the New Yorkers, I have that to thank them for. Um, you know, and I played there in '09. And, you know, it's it's a big golf course. Um, you know, very cool property, um, very expansive. I mean, they can do whatever they want with the golf course, but it is a is a long golf course, a very difficult golf course, a major championship golf course, um, and um, you know, it can fit a lot of people on there. So it'll be it'll be loud and full of energy, which we expect in the Ryder Cup. Luke, the captains get so much exposure with the captain's picks and then the moves made the week of. It seems like we always applaud the winning captain and then the losing captain. We Monday morning quarterback or second guess. For the casual golf fan, what are the next 22 months like for you from start to finish at Bethpage? Yeah, it's a long process. Uh, obviously, I only had 14 months the first go around. I have a little bit more time this one. But, uh, you know, I think first priority will be to look back uh, on Rome, what we did well, what we could improve on. Uh, we'll look at the qualification criteria. Was that the best thing for our team? Is that the best thing going forward? Um, and then for me, you know, it's just to be a bit around the players, get to know them, and kind of earn their trust, um, kind of look for potential new talent um, that might be coming up. But we certainly have uh, a lot of that, I think, on the horizon, and we saw some of that in, in Marco Simone. So getting to know the guys um, and then, you know, obviously a few weeks before we'll, we'll pick the team and try and go there as, as a unit and a unified team to, to try and regain the cup. Luke, sometimes in sports, a coach's message, a captain's message can grow stale after many years of hearing the same speech or talking points. How do you keep things fresh, especially with the core players like John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, players you expect to be in that team room? Well, they were they were huge in Rome. Um, you know, you don't. Uh, it's very difficult to win Ryder Cups without your stars playing well. We had ten and a half points from, our, um, you know, three of the top four players in the world in, in John, Victor, and Rory. So, again, uh, I think. More, more so than messaging, it's just it's communication and clarity, making sure they're up to speed with everything, making sure that uh, I'm keeping them in the loop. Uh, I think they, they appreciate they, that, that they, they really enjoy that, um, not feeling like they're kind of hidden in the dark. So keep the communication up, keep the clarity up, and uh, the rest will kind of take care of itself. Luke, a lot of was made in Rome of obviously the fans, their interaction with Patrick Cantley. Now we go to New York for the 2025 Ryder Cup. New York fans are their own animal. Have the fans become too involved in the outcome of the Ryder Cup? Well, I, I think we've seen that in multiple Ryder Cups. There's always, you know, something going on. It's, 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 uh, it brings about so much passion, so much energy. Um, and then New York will be no different. There'll be some storylines, I'm sure. Um, you know, but you know, it's my job to kind of get the guys ready, get themselves in the right frame of mind. But the players enjoy playing in front of Ryder Cup crowds. You know, I think that's part of it. What that makes it so special. Uh, the first tee experience has become bigger and bigger every time. You know, since I was playing and through my vice captaincies and uh, even this year in, in Rome, you know, I think we had 5,000 people or something around the, the first tee in those stands. So, 
it's it's something um, that the players enjoy and they 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 embrace. Um, you know, obviously you you'd hope uh, everyone cheers for their their team and you know in a fair way, but that's not always the case. But that's that's always a small minority of people, and usually that uh, go the other way. But you know, again, we'll uh, wh- whoever it is on that team will will be ready for for the experience. Luke, speaking of passion, I'm just struck by this beautiful through line between Sevi, Ali, Monti, and Faldo and the connection to the modern-day European. How does your team room maintain that connection so strongly with the modern European player who might not even have ever seen or laid eyes on Sevi Ballesteros? Well, I think we we understand how important the history of the Ryder Cup is. Um, you know, a lot of players would have been inspired by Seve, Um, and they've seen maybe they weren't, you know, they were too young to meet him. Um, but, you know, I think even if they weren't inspired by Seve, you know, the next player might be inspired by John or Rory or, you know, and, and that's, you know, part of the messaging certainly that I gave to the players is we're in this amazing place in Rome and we have a chance to create history and you have a chance individually to create your own history, you know, not just for yourself, but to pass on, um, you know, that inspiration to the next uh, lot of golfers that's going to play in 2025 and 27, 31, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's, uh, you know, the, the guys really took that to heart. And um, again, Seve seems to be our ultimate symbol. Yeah, and we certainly use Seve a lot because of, you know, the passion he saw for, for the Ryder Cup and we, you know, Anyone who knew Seve uh, and saw him play, we, you could you could just feel that. Yeah, such an outsized influence with Team Europe. Luke, one more question before we let you go. And I've had this conversation with a couple of buddies who play in the NFL. They say there's nothing more powerful than sucking the oxygen out of a stadium on the road and having 70,000 people fall silent. So when you're in New York and you've experienced hostile road environments in the Ryder Cup, which is so unique to golf, how are you going to prepare guys to be in an environment where 99% of fans may be rooting for Team USA and your goal is to try and have them fall quiet? Well, that, that starts today, George. I mean, that's certainly one of the uh, the goals and, and the aims for the next few months is to, to try to look into that, um, look into ways that uh, ultimately, you know, if the guys play well and, and get up, you know, that, that does silent the crowd. You know, and we, we always want a silent crowd when we're playing away. I mean, we, we I felt that in Beth Page. You know, we felt the, the tide turning on that Sunday. The crowd, crowd definitely got a little quieter and we felt the momentum shift. So, uh, again, that's a, a little bit up to me to try and figure that out over the next 22 months. But uh, I'm excited about the challenge and, and um, yeah, I am uh, can't wait to, to see how it, how it pans out. Yeah, quiet, not a word often associated <laughs> with Beth Page Black on Long Island. Luke, congratulations again. We'll see you along the way before 2025. Have a great holiday. You too, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, cool to see Luke Donald reprising his role as Team Europe captain since the year 2000. There have been five, five Ryder Cups held here in the United States. The Europeans won two of the first three thanks to that incredible comeback in 2012. But the Americans have won the last two, and you could classify them both as blowouts at Hazeltine and then that route at Whistling Straits 19-9. So your thoughts on Luke Donald, part two as yeah. European Ryder Cup captain. Says a lot about Ryder Cup Europe and the desire for continuity. Says a lot about Luke Donald, who uh, Roy McIlroy said had a quiet uh, confidence about him, a man of few words, but impactful 
words and also kind of tells us where Luke Donald is at this point in his life. Age 45, turns 46 on December 7th. Uh, we see him less and less in that player role. He's a former world number one, mm -hmm. for crying out loud, but also very comfortable in the United States, went to Northwestern, lives in the States, uh, a Renaissance man. And I think that uh, it also speaks a lot to his captaincy in what the players think of how he led those 12 men in Rome. Yeah, it's funny for me because I grew up taking lessons from Pat Goss. As oh, did you? 12, yeah. 13 year old. And I remember seeing Luke in the simulator at the Gleacher Center when he was in college at Northwestern wow. and won a men's individual title. So now he's uh, going to be a two time European Ryder Cup captain. I think there are two big things that went into this decision. One, all the veterans on Team Europe that went to live. And you lost that stable of five or six guys who were potential captains. And then the thought was, how is Team Europe going to fill this potential gap of two, maybe four years with the captain to step in? I mean, remember, Henrik Stenson was originally yes. captain. He had to step aside, and that's why Luke said he only had 14 months. Luke jumps in, does an amazing job. They win, and now he's going to make it a four-year run as European Ryder Cup captain. And it also goes to show with Team Europe, they will pick guys, and Luke's very accomplished. But like a Paul McGinley did not have an incredible resume or CV, as you'd call it, on European soil or on the European Tour, DP World Tour, but was a phenomenal fit as captain. And I feel like them going with a four-year run with Luke Donald, it's what's the best steps we can take to try and win. Yeah. And that's clearly the proper fit for them. Resounding win, blistering start, an emotional win. That team bonded over those three days in Rome and obviously in the run-up as well. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a, a no-brainer oh, for them. Absolutely. You see his performance and how hard it is to win on the road, and Luke was part of that last team that won on the road in 2012. So as Golf Today rolls on, we're continuing the Tiger talk. Our friend and former Stanford teammate, of Tiger. Noda Begay III is going to join us on the other side of this short break. Noda going to give us his expectations for T-Dub for this week and beyond. Stay tuned. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tiger Woods has 82 wins on the PGA Tour, an additional five here at the Hero World Challenge on official PGA Tour event. Here he is out on the course in today's Pro-Am in Albany in the Bahamas. Hasn't won since the Hero moved to Albany. He tees off tomorrow, 11.52 a.m. Eastern Time, making his first start since the Masters. So for more on Tiger, we're now joined by our buddy, Noda Begay III. I mean, the, the hype machine. We're, we're already starting to cue it with Tiger saying, I don't have the same pain in my ankle that I did back in April after the surgery. But he was kind of downplaying the state of his game. What are you expecting this week from Tiger? Well, uh, on some of the holiday channels, they've been showing Elf nonstop for 24 hours. And this is 24 hours of Tiger, basically. <laughs> this, 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 this week has been... Um, and, and for good reason. It, it's exciting. It's great. I had a wonderful chance to catch up with him when Charlie came down to play in my national championship a few weeks ago down at Cushada Resort in Louisiana and uh, sat down and just said, hey, man, what, 
what gives? Where where are you finding the challenges mechanically? What are your technical issues? What are your physical uh, challenges? And he just talked about. He says basically, you know, my 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 ankles locked in now, so I'm having to sort of create some of that ro rotation and load, um, working differently with my knee and my hip. And if you can just if we just you know you you watch that that opening um, <clears throat> clip there. Uh, you can see his hip is his right hip is kind of moving a little bit differently, and that that's just going to be the challenge with regard to him being able to produce the power. Now, that was my main question: is like, where's your power coming from, and where's it at? And he talked about being able to to cruise um, simply somewhere between 175 and 180 miles an hour on ball speed, which is plenty powerful to still compete at a high level on the PJ tour. He can't quite get into that 190 plus unless he really is really, it's, you know, 90 plus degrees outside. He's warmed up and he's feeling good that day, but it is a day to day thing. You know, you start approaching the age of 50 and the body is, is becomes a little day to day. And that's kind of where he's at. But I think we're going to see some really good things from him this week in terms of he's going to surprise a lot of people with a little bit of pop out of the bat. And of course, you know, the greatest iron player to ever live is going to find a way to hit good shots. Noda, with what you know about Tiger then physically, with what you know about him personally, what do you expect big picture from this latest chapter? I expect him to win. I mean, I don't think in, in our discussions, I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to have that ability to compete. And when Tiger gets close and it's all, you know, of course it's going to depend on the venue there. There's, there has to be a lot, a lot more conditions pointing in his favor than when he was at his prime, you know, when he was at his prime, he could win on any venue at any time um, at basically any moment. But now it's it's got to be situations where the temperature I think has got to be warmer, maybe not as hilly of a venue, uh, but still if it's a demanding maybe second shot golf course, I I think he's gonna hit more fairways because he's gonna be swinging a little bit slower, but also uh, it, there has to be a, it has to be the right fit for him to sort of knock off that number eighty three. No, I thought it was about as optimistic as Tiger has talked about his body since the, the car crash back in 2021. Well, what's been your takeaway of the conversations you've had with him leading up to his return this week? Well, first and foremost, the pain's gone out of that ankle. I mean, we saw just how much it affected his just his walk. I mean, I think the Masters last year was just it was tough to watch for anybody watching the broadcast as he was trying to bring it in and admirably fighting it out in, in the worst of conditions. It's it's wet, it's cold, a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, but, you know, he, he dogged it out and tried and get, got, get as far as he could. But, you know, now that that's gone, when you alleviate chronic pain out of an athlete, there's a sense of uh, rejuvenation that they have. And so now he's able to put more time uh, and focus into his practice sessions and not worry so much about an extra long three or four hour warm up that he was putting in uh, just to get on the golf course uh, prior to the surgery. Noda, this will be hard for a UCLA Bruin to admit, but if you go to Stanford, you are a high achiever, clearly. If you make it to the PGA Tour, you're a high achiever, clearly. At what point back in your college days or even before then when you met Tiger for the first time, did you realize that there was something different at play with this person? Well, it wasn't really me that did that. It was Casey Martin. We were 
sitting on the grass on the range watching Tiger hit balls. He was about 50 yards away, and Casey turned over to me and, and said, he's a top 100 player in the world right now, and he was just starting out his freshman year in college. And I said, are you kidding me? I can still beat the guy. He's not top 100 because I'm not either. Um, so Casey, which is probably why he's become such a great coach at University of Oregon, kind of saw uh, maybe what I couldn't see and what others couldn't see initially, that there was just – so much upside in Tiger that uh, he was going to do amazing things. And, and it's just been one thing after the other. I think, you know, we have a lot of prodigies in sports because people in America love potential. We, we, we get drunk on potential and we just say, wow, this kid's going to break all the records or run the fastest race or score the most points. And more often than not, we're disappointed an injury, something happens to the athlete and they just never sort of realize that potential. But with Tiger, it's always been surpassing these goals. And um, I don't know that we could ever written a story big or broad enough to sort of define Tiger uh, if we were to write something, you know, 35 years ago, because he would have exceeded everything. And I think that's one of the most remarkable things about him. No, to real quick before we let you go. Uh, you had to have given him like a rousing pep talk on that recruiting visit when, when he was first checking out Stanford. I tried. I tried. But uh, it was uh, a great visit for him. And I tried to let him get to know the rest of the team. Uh, but uh, it was a couple late nights and um, a lot much of which I can't really talk about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Save that story for another time. Noda, always good catching up with you. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Great seeing you. So we were talking about it long before Tiger was a 15-time major champion in his 82 PGA Tour. Once had two years at Stanford with Nota, uh, school record 11 tournament wins, including that incredible 96, eight wins in 13 collegiate starts. Woods was twice named first-team All-American, NCAA individual champ in 1996, also the Jack Nicklaus National Player of the Year. So that transitions to a man who's a current senior at Stanford, Michael Dorbjornsson on the Stanford men's golf team. He was named Pac-12 Golfer of the Year. Currently holds the top spot in the PGA Tour University rankings at the end of the fall. That's big because that gets him an exemption into next January's Hero Dubai Desert Classic. So congrats to Michael. What about these kids on the PGA Tour University rankings? Continue to offer playing opportunities to the game's top collegiate seniors and beyond. Following the conclusion of the NCAA Men's Individual Championship, the player holding the top spot in the rankings will receive PGA Tour membership. Back in a bit. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. How about some images of Tiger's victory through the years? The hero, five and all, lots of great moments. Tiger roars, uppercuts. You can catch live first-round coverage tomorrow. 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time as Tiger returns to action on Golf Channel and streaming on Peacock. Okay, Tiger Woods results in the Hero World Challenge. I've mentioned earlier in the show, he's never won in Albany, but does have five wins in this event. Five runner-up finishes, 13 top tens. Most recent win more than a decade ago, though. 
back in 2011. Joined now by uh, Rich Lerner, who's Rich. I mean, you've been covering Tiger Woods' career basically since it first began here on Golf Channel. You've seen a lot of different comebacks. What's your sense of this latest Tiger Woods comeback? Uh, George, Damon, good to be with you. Only Tiger can make December feel like April in the sport of golf. Uh, two, three-word phrases that I think have uh, sort of encapsulated Tiger's entire career. One would be Tiger wins again. And the other is Tiger is back. What is this? Eight, nine, comeback number 10. I don't know. I see it sort of three ways. One, it speaks to his undying love for the game. Uh, and I think, uh, Damien, you were at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Go back uh, to that night when he hearkened uh, to uh, growing up in Southern California. His mom would drop him off at the Navy golf course uh, as a lad, and he would play until it was dark. And Earl would come out when it was dark. And uh, they had a rule that... Uh, if you lost your ball in the dark, the round was over, and the, the longest Tiger made it was 17 holes. It was Earl's way of getting Tiger to understand what it feels like. Where Where is your golf ball going? Understand uh, how that sensation feels. And we know nobody's ever been better at it, I don't think, than Tiger Woods. Uh, and he, he Tiger said that night, I thought it was profound, and I thought it fits even to this day, that he always felt a burning desire to express himself through the game of golf, that he's always loved it. And I think that's still the case today. And particularly given what he's gone through and that he's come close a few times to losing it all, losing the ability to walk, to play the game that he's always loved. I think he understands how precious that is. Number two, I think Tiger's presence, and, and we were all sort of pleasantly surprised that he indicated best case scenario would be that he would play uh, potentially once a month. Tiger's presence is obviously an enormous boost to the PGA Tour at a time when they absolutely need the boost and frankly at a time when confidence in the PGA Tour is not all that high. And then three, I think this is, a, is about completing some unfinished business. Uh, he said he still thinks he can win. So what is the unfinished business? You guys have talked about it. It's 83, uh, the all-time victory uh, uh, record uh, his alone breaking the tie with Snead. The other number would be six matching Jack Nicholas with six Masters victories. And then the other is, is 51 trying to match or surpass what Phil Mickelson did uh, in becoming the oldest major champion ever. Yeah, Tiger hopefully playing the live from schedule, live from the players, live <laughs> from the Masters. Rich, yeah. listen, we just had Noda on the show. He expects Tiger to win again. How much do you think he has left? as a high-level competitor? I have no doubts, Damon, that, that Tiger uh, uh, can hit five irons uh, into a, a five to 10 yard circle uh, from 223 yards away and, and do it repeatedly. I think the ball striking control of the golf ball uh, is still supreme. Uh, he's still a master of his craft. Uh, I, my, my bigger concern uh, is uh, putting. Um, the edge, the focus, the clarity, the touch, all of that tends to wane as you get older. And I think we've seen evidence, albeit in, in limited starts in the last roughly three years, what, five tournaments, and he's completed 72 holes just twice. I think we've seen evidence that that part of the game, which had always separated him, is not what it once was. And I think in part that's due not just to age, but also lack of competitive reps. Um, Secondarily, 
you know, we all have concerns about whether uh, he can uh, walk uh, 72 holes or make it 90 holes with a pro-am or a practice round. Uh, I don't know when the last time he did that. I know he caddied for his kid, but that's just caddying. You're not hitting shots uh, while you walk. And I think, uh, yes, he's pain-free, uh, but that's still uh, a concern. I, I think, look, uh, th this this is a, a guy we know uh, who loves the extreme challenge. Uh, break Tiger, and and he'll do the work. You know, he wants the work. He kind of needs the work. It, it, you know, when he's been shattered, and I don't I don't mean just uh, physically. When he's been shattered physically and spiritually, emotionally, he then seems to find purpose. Uh, fused, fixed, stitched, stuffed with pins, rods, metal on top of muscle. <laughs> you know, the dude needs the work. That's what gets him up in the morning. And I always think. I can imagine Tiger uh, over the course of the last year in his backyard in Jupiter, you know, just just ripping five yard cuts and seven yard draws and chipping golf balls into a barrel, a dollar a pop against Charlie into the kid's pocket for seven bucks uh, on the stationary bike, watching the Eagles and the Bills and pouring sweat. That That's what he's all about is that extreme challenge. And by the way, would you guys pay say five bucks a month for an app that parks a camera in Tiger's backyard just to watch him hit chip shots, maybe a premium package uh, for 25 bucks where you watch him go through his entire bag and give you a tip. I think that's uh, you could do some business with that app. <laughs> Rich, I've been saying that yeah. for a decade. I mean, if you had Tiger swimming laps in its pool, that you'd, you'd have people who would would want to just see yeah. a day in the life of what the goat does. So well, this this week that app is called Peacock. You watch Tiger <laughs> playing some golf this week. Well Rich, done, you, you look well great, done. by the way. Uh, I, can, I know you're ready for for pregame. Can't wait to see you in Brandlin's studio tomorrow. Going to be a fantastic week. Excited, fellas. Thanks for having me on. We're just a day away from seeing the big cat back in action. Can you believe it? Amazing. Enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you on a big Thursday.